So melatonin, it's an absolute miracle molecule for sure. We would not be able to enjoy life without this molecule. Every cell in the body makes it. And it's there within a structure called a mitochondria. And the mitochondria is where rubber meets the road as far as making energy in the body. That's Dr. John Lawrence, And this is episode 436 of the Wellness Force podcast. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. How can we bring awareness and reverence to all the little mundane elements of our life and begin from that platform of sacred relationship to the self to begin to orient towards others in that same way? If you felt bad with the last millionth of a second, well, let go of the things that were making you feel bad that millionth of a second and be new right this millionth of a second. If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. This podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Organifi, the creators of the Organifi Gold, my number one turmeric lemon balm and superfood adaptogen bombshell that, trust me, will make you sleep like a baby. I know this because I use it on the regular. Not only is this one of my top sleep supplements I use personally, but also it helps my nervous system and my stomach calm down at the end of the day in the evenings, especially if I've had a stressful day. I know you have those too because you're human. (laughs) And because we're human, the best thing to do is take loving care of the human body, starting with quality sleep, not just quantity. This is going to allow you to have the highest quality of life possible. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give this superfood adaptogen powder, the Organifi Gold, a test drive for a special deal over at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Pick up a 30-day supply, give it a test drive. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but no one's ever done that. As far as I've heard, 20% off is the biggest discount you'll find over the entire internet. We're grandfathered in. These savings are for you. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce. Share this with your friends, your family, and anyone who wants to drink the gold and sleep well. Hey friend, it's Josh Trent. This is Wellness Force, soon to be Wellness Wisdom. Next week, I'm gonna be sharing exactly why we're switching names how excited I am for you to learn why I'm changing the name of this podcast after almost seven years and how I'm going to serve you even more authentically from my heart. This is not goodbye. Well, it is kind of a death and a rebirth as I go through the changes in my own life with my son here now as a father and in my own spiritual maturation process. I'm sure you can relate that what serves us for some time always reaches an evolutionary and natural ending place once a purpose has been lived out. And that is the case in so many different ways and in so many metaphors for this episode. With a powerhouse guest who is changing functional medicine and the way we look at wellness forever, make sure you're subscribed. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast for the absolute blockbuster guests we are having and with the rebranding of Wellness Force this year in 2022. As we move into wisdom, that's a little teaser, as we move into wisdom, so I can serve you even more deeply in 2022 and beyond. You know, I really can't explain with words. I wish you could see me right now. I think you can feel it in my voice. How thrilled I am for the road ahead with you. I've received some incredible clarity and inspiration that has renewed my passion for this podcast and really for wellness. 
and for wisdom and for the intelligence inside of us all to honor that. I'm going to be sharing that with you next week. So do not forget to subscribe. Remember to subscribe to hear the update coming next week on 2-2-22. Lots of twos. <laughs> Lots of twos. And I have a big question for you and I, the two of us today. When you think about rejuvenation, what does that actually mean to you? Maybe it makes you think of a return to innocence or youthfulness. Whatever you feel about the word rejuvenation, we can only experience it in the absence of inflammation. Let me share more. It's really inflammation that creates the cytokine storm and rapidly degenerates tissues. And my guest today is going to share about how we can all end inflammation for good with a myriad of groundbreaking and cutting edge scientific practices, including a powerful nasal spray that I've been using for the past three months. I was introduced to it by my friend Luke Story and this meditation mist has completely changed the game for me when it comes to meditation and breathwork also, and also with my relationship with Carrie. I'll get to that in one second, but let me share more about a naturopath and chiropractic neurologist who's been in practice for 30 years. He's the author of Melatonin, Miracle Molecule, an all-around world-class expert in functional neurology, regenerative medicine, and his treatments have proven successful for both chronic infection and chronic neurological conditions. He believes that toxins and infections are at the root of many conditions, including autoimmune, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, inner ear conditions, which is near and dear to my heart. I have tinnitus in my right ear. And also, he believes that most degenerative neurological conditions can be healed with his approach. This is the one and only Dr. John Lawrence. If you yourself have been experiencing issues when it comes to sinus health, this is going to be a potent episode for you. We'll learn about advanced rejuvenation healing protocols, including the meditation mist, which by the way, just go there right now. I know you haven't heard about the product yet, but it's hands down something I use every single day. It's my most favorite product. I've been using it over the past three months. It's wellnessforce.com forward slash mitozen. It's in the store page too. You can just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash store or wellnessforce.com forward slash mitozen. M-I-T-O-Z-E-N. Use code wellnessforce to get yourself a nice discount. Hop on this train of oxytocin and hape and really opening up your sinuses, opening up your third eye. We're going to explore this in depth, these substances of oxytocin and hape on sinuses and also for the calming of our nervous system. We'll talk about what it's like to combine breath work with these modalities and also how we can strengthen the nervous system. A real masterclass of how our nerves work what they require for activation and fuel. We'll explore going at the flow of life, how Dr. John's wellness journey of mold exposure and Lyme disease caused him the physical pain that put him on the medical path of holistic healing. And the big bomb drop today, we're talking about the myth and the truth when it comes to melatonin. I thought it was just something you took to go to sleep. No, I was mistaken. This is the wisdom we're sharing with you today. The high-dose supraphysiological dosing can actually transform the way that you sleep and wash your brain. This is so huge. I learned in this episode, you're going to learn, when we don't get enough deep sleep, our brain swims in its own excrement. I know that's kind of a harsh sentence, <laughs> but it's true. Our brain swims in its own excrement. 
And the melatonin suppositories that you can find with the same link I mentioned in the same discount, they're giving people across the world and they impacted Dr. John's life so much for brain repair through deep sleep. Be sure to go to the show notes page. As you know, we always take very intensive and detailed show notes, some of the best out there in the world for podcasting. You can find everything at wellnessforce.com forward slash 436. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash 436. All right. Let's dig in with Dr. John Lawrence. So I've done many things in my life and they've all brought me closer to myself, closer to God, Mm -hmm. but nothing quite as powerful as doing the meditation mist and breath work together. Mm -hmm. We just did some breath work before we recorded the podcast. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about breath and meditation and physiology and melatonin, which by the way, is not just the thing that makes you sleepy. It has so many powerful things. You wrote a book and that book is the the melatonin miracle molecule. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool. Right in the beginning of your book, you said, I dedicate this book to my mother, Pamela, for always supporting and believing in me. Mm -hmm. What's that relationship with Pamela like? How did that fuel your book? Yeah. You know, it's bringing up some emotions as you, as you say that. Um, yeah, it it was a a bit of a troubled childhood in the sense that, um, both my parents were really struggling with their own issues. Right. And they were trying to navigate life the best they could and, and, and troubled marriage, you know, a lot of arguing at at home and, and just a lot of hostility, you know, and so they withdrew themselves quite a bit. And so we were kind of, both my sister and I were kind of left to, you know, kind of, I felt, um, I felt very alone, you know, a lot during my childhood, you know, my sister was usually in her room, locked the door, you know, and then my parents were, you know, as, as I mentioned, kind of, um, dealing with their, their stuff. And so, um, I, I kind of, uh, became, started to have a lot of, uh, you know, issues with, with hyperactivity, dyslexia, learning disabilities. And I wound up into some special education classes. And so I became very alienated from, you know, not really the world, you know, I mean, I just, it was, it was a very challenging time, but, you know, my mom was always there really believing in me, you know, and she was, she was, she stood by me even through some very, very difficult times that I went through as a child. And then as I got older and I started to, you know, kind of grow out of that, that phase, she was always there for me and, um, you know, supporting me in, in, whether it's financial ways, helping me through school. So I didn't have to take as many student loans out, even though she didn't have a lot of money, um, just emotionally uh, supporting me, you know, and, and she's grown a lot, right? So, I mean, from the days of me being a young child where she didn't have the resources to really be there for me, she really came out of her own shell and she's been just, just an amazing woman. So was dad part of the equation when you were growing up too? Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a Marine. So he was, he was gone a lot. Right. So he was on floats or, you know, he was, you know, doing different, uh, activities, you know, in the Marine Corps. Um, and you know, he, he was, you know, kind of withdrawn a bit, you know, uh, to some degree he still is, you know, he's, he's a unique snowflake and is right. And I love him. We have a, a beautiful relationship. Um, you know, it's never been the relationship I wanted with a father, you know, um, but it's been a very supportive relationship and, and, you know, I, I think we get what we need, not always what we want. Yeah. yeah. That's, ain't that the truth? I can relate on so many fronts. My grandpa was a Brigadier General in Marine Corps. So I understand that lifestyle of there's some rigidity to it, mm-hmm. but 
in the world you operate in, there's both science and spirit. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm sure that rigidity, that, that upbringing served you in some way, maybe from like a work ethic perspective, mm-hmm. does your dad help you be the great naturopath, chiropractor and formulator that you are in some way? Mm, yeah. 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 It's, it's almost like I was a hippie growing up in, you know, as a Marine. Right. And so there's like, I've got this hippie and I've got this Marine in me. And I do think it's a bit of a rare, you know, a rare thing, you know, kind of balancing the art and the science. And that's always come really easy for me. Um, uh, Kind of bridging the gap between, you know, those two, uh, those two, I think is, can be very powerful in medicine. Mm -hmm. You're, you're really like a, I know you're not a shaman, but you have aspects of yourself that is almost medicinal. You're a medicine man, Mm. right? You, your naturopathic training, you're a trained chiropractor, advanced rejuvenation is the clinic that mm-hmm. you work at. Also, it's 15,000 feet, right? The square footage of your facility. This is in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. We just moved into a very large facility. It's got um, enough room where we're going to create like an event center and we're going to have um, apartments that uh, people can stay at. You know, a lot of our patients fly in and we do protocols that could be a week or, you know, multiple week protocols. The clinic side's all finished. You know, we finished that and moved into that literally just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and now we're starting to kind of direct our efforts to start to build out the, the this big warehouse, this 10,000 square foot warehouse into this amazing facility where we're going to be hosting some some pretty amazing events. I mean, it's not, the stuff you do there, maybe people haven't even heard of some of these things before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rejuven Ox, Oxone IV Protocol, Loom Blue Protocol, CVAC Stem Wave Regenerative Medicine, Ultra Guided Stem Cells, PRP, and Prolozone. I mean, like some of those concepts, I honestly haven't even heard of. I mean, everybody's mm. heard of stem cells. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, like what advanced rejuvenation truly is, mm. how did that come through you? Like, did, yeah. was it a cumulative process? Were you like laying on the beach in Sarasota one day and you're like, let's name it advanced rejuvenation. Let's do this. Like, yeah. how did the dream come to life? How did the dream come to fruition? Well, you know, I, I've gone through a lot of um, phases as, as a healer and as a physician. And, you know, there's been times where I was completely focused on like structural aspects of the body. You know, there was years where I was just completely just all about cranial work. Right. And then there's been times where there's been many, many years where it was just on functional neurology and understanding the function of the brain and then nutrition. And so there's just been these evolutions. And then it seems like over the last, um, you know, I would say the last five to 10 years, it's all just come together into like being able to put it all together into one, um, one center that is able to have unique, you know, I mean, there's some fundamental things that we like to do with patients that are addressing some deep core aspects of all diseases, which I'd love to delve into a little bit. I call metabolic medicine. Mm. And then there's, there's customization that we, we do with various patients to, customize those because some people need unique aspects of, of the care, right? You know, uh, you're not going to treat a thyroid case the same as you might treat a gut case, right? Mm-hmm. And so we customize it, but we have this underlying um, understanding and philosophy that all diseases are really rooted in one core issue, which is an energetic, you know, uh, metabolic. It's the, it's the ability of the, um, the, the the cell to derive energy from sugar and oxygen, basically air and sugar, right? And so this is either efficient or not efficient. And so when it's not efficient, there's a lot of pollution that starts to accumulate into the body. 
And when there's a lot of inflammation in the body, which all stresses are going to basically relate into some sort of inflammation, right? And those, the, that inflammation, there's, a, there's a, a fingerprint of every type of stress and how it inflames the body. And those are a set of cytokines, right? So like a sunburn is going to have a different set of cytokines than say COVID-19 or say like a parasite infection of your gut. Mm. Right. This is the cytokine storm, but it's really just a release of unique cytokines. Right. So the cytokine storm from yeah. COVID is like a very unique set of different cytokines, interleukin six and TG, you know, TNF alpha. Like so there's specific um sets of cytokines in certain amounts that are gonna be a, sp a specific um blueprint of a certain stressor. So all of these stressors relate in the body and stress the body where there's cytokines that are released. And when those cytokines hit a cell, they can shift the energetics of the cell so that they make literally 90% less energy than it would otherwise make. And so this is how stress affects our cells universally. Mm. Okay. And this is going to tie into melatonin that we're going to talk about later. So definitely yeah. hang in there because this is going to blow Stay your mind. You guys, we're going to cover some ground yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into it. So the advanced rejuvenation, um, obviously it's like, duh, rejuvenate yourself. But advanced rejuvenation, was that your idea? Was that your dream? Did you partner with someone else or this came through your own heart? Yeah, this is, this is, this is my center. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we have some amazing uh, practitioners you know, in the center as well. Um, and recently, uh, I brought on a plastic surgeon who also has a long history with regenerative medicine. And, you know, he's, you know, he's doing some amazing spiritual work as well. So he's a, he's a good mix for us. And so we're kind of in the, in the very beginning of, uh, a bit of a, a partnership with this new, cause the center is so big, Josh. Mm -hmm. I mean, 15,000 15, square, feet. square feet. That's a big fucking place. Yeah. Yeah. That's so we lot. got some work to do. <laughs> uh -huh. And people come and stay for one week, two weeks. What's the three weeks? I mean, what's the average range of time that a patient comes to you for each of these unique, I guess you could say energetic maladies, right? That create mm. the cytokine storms and it probably shows up as all kinds of things. Mm. TMJ or tinnitus that we were talking about last night mm -hmm. or um, some kind of structural uh, misalignment or digestive issues. I mean, mm -hmm. What are the, maybe the top three things that people come to you in advanced rejuvenation for and how long do they typically stay? Well, you know, so I believe that all diseases are rooted in either a chronic infection or toxicity, you know, so we have a lot of people that come into us, you know, we treat a lot of degenerative neurologic disorders, you know, we, a lot of vestibular disorders, dizziness, Meniere's. Uh, inner ear conditions are a big, um, a like big condition. It's like the vertigo conditions as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, tinnitus, hearing loss. We actually have this German um, uh, uh, therapy called Lumamed that we do. And we utilize the Lumamed, but we add a lot to it at our center. So it's not like what you would get in Germany. You, it's what you'd get in Germany plus, you know, some of the other things that we do, like the endonasal cranial releases that really help enhance a lot of um, circulation and drainage from the head and the ear, you know, because you're either a swamp or a river, right? Mm. So things are either draining nicely and you're getting good fuel delivery to the tissues or they're not, right? So you're either a swamp or river. You know, I, I like to use that term because I think a lot of people connect with that and realize that if things are swampy, 
they're going to grow a lot of bacteria. I mean, I'm in Florida, so we have the Everglades, right? It's not the cleanest water out there. But then you go to like, say, a river in Colorado and you have this beautiful, clean water. You know, this is going to be more of how you want your, your tissues to be because there's more movement. There's more, you know, fluidity. And so... A lot of healing uh, modalities really revolve around improving circulation, you know, improving drainage, you know, acupuncture, massage, chiropractic, um, uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatments, you know, rebounding, breath work, you know, you know, think about like we're, we just did breath work, right? Mm-hmm. We're moving our diaphragm. We're like pumping uh, lymphatics like big time. That's one of the reasons you feel so good with breath work is the lymph. Yes the lymph flow. So, so yeah. Um, I, a so lot, let, a yeah. lot going on at <laughs> yeah. advanced rejuvenation. And I, I can't wait to go there too, because you seem to me like there's been a lot that's happened for you spiritually in the past few years from conversations we've had, and it's definitely impacted your business hmm. and we're a, a good jumping off point. Cause we could probably go into a lot of different capacities of advanced rejuvenation, mm-hmm. but I really want to cover this um, nasal delivery spray mm. and it's the meditation mist. Yep. So the I've Zen. probably given it to like 20 friends now. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, where'd you get that? And I'm sending them the link. Uh-huh. So h- how did you come across this? Y- you had an experience, uh-huh. um, with uh, plant medicine yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you, you came home and, and something hit you. You're like, I want to give people this um, hoppy and oxytocin and you can talk about the formulations. Sure. But what was the whole heart's intention to bring this to the mainland and to yeah. have this be what it is now, which honestly I have to tell you, like it is every single night. Carrie and I, for the past month, maybe even two months, we have a new altar in the room. We sit next to the altar. We do the meditation mist together and we do our breath work. Actually, we breathe first, then we do the meditation mist and we just put our foreheads on each other, mm-hmm. you know, just like the Hawaiians do. Mm-hmm. And um, we just connect and we just talk with a baby sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it is the most beautiful experience mm-hmm. that doesn't have any kind of addictive properties. First of all, how did you formulate it? And then second mm-hmm. of all, tell us what it's doing from a biological perspective. Cause it's been so beautiful for us. It's yeah. been literally a nightly thing we do every single night. Yeah. Well, you shared that with me last night and I, I feel really, really uh, happy and it warms my heart to hear that it's being used in such a beautiful manner. Um, so um, Hape is a Amazonian um, nasal snuff. Okay. So basically it's, um, it's a very uh, special form of tobacco that grows in the Amazon. And there's different um, uh, herbal mixtures that can be mixed with the hape. And so each one of our, we have three versions, right? So they're all a little bit different. Um, we've got just kind of like your regular, uh, we call it extra strength. And then we have an essential oil version and we have one that's a CBD version. And so, um, you know, my first experience with hape, which is traditionally blown up your nose with like a straw-like um, device in a powder, my first experience was it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> I despise it. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it personally. Yeah, I can't do it. Well, I did it once, and like yeah. that. That literally, that I've only done it once. Like I haven't done it since. I don't know how people keep doing that. Yeah. Anyways. So, so, um, so it was awful. And I, I just, I vowed I would never do that ever again. Right. But then I was, um, I was doing a ceremony, uh, as a participant, you know, um, a few years ago and, um, 
and one of the other uh, one of the facilitators had mentioned how much she loves hoppe. She does it every morning, and I'm thinking, man, what am I missing there? You know, because I thought it was absolutely awful. I didn't get the afterglow. Or I didn't get any benefit. It was just a terrible experience. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was I was actually on my way out to Hawaii, which you know, that's I'm, I grew up there. My sister's out there. My dad's out there. So I'm I'm making my 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 trip out to Hawaii for my my Christmas vacation, right? And so I stopped in. I I did this ceremony, and then I go out to Hawaii, and she gave me some. And so when I went out there, I had you know I'm kind of hanging out at the house and just kind of getting stuff ready for the day. And I take this little vial out and I put a little bit on the table. It was almost like I'm chopping it up, like I'm like doing cocaine or something. I just I just do like a little bit, right? Yeah. And and um, inhale it through a straw, and it was just a tiny bit, and it was like, wow, okay. It burned, but it wasn't too overwhelming. And then I got the afterglow, and I really understood the power of this because yes, it burned, but it wasn't too much that I couldn't handle. And I felt this centered, like I felt grounded and centered, and I felt really clear. And so um, I, we had already been formulating glutathione nasal sprays and some antimicrobial nasal sprays, one of which is called Glutastat, which we were selling online. And so, you know, already being in the business of making nasal sprays, I'm like, I can make this into a nasal spray and I think this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And so that's how Zen was born. And I've taken the glutostat as well. Um, I've shared with you and, and my audience knows I've had tons of sinus issues in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys don't know this, but Dr. John actually gave me a balloon sinus adjustment. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact scientific term for that yeah. adjustment. The endonasal balloon adjustment. Yeah. Endonasal balloon adjustment. And it was like all these little micro bones in your face that crack mm-hmm. and and quite an uncomfortable experience, but the way that I breathed for like a month afterwards. Uh And then I was doing the glutostat and it was like, it was tremendous. I mean, I can't, I I don't know how else to describe it other than like, if you haven't, if you have issues with your nose and if you have issues breathing, um, you're the man, Uh (laughs) you really are. You have a lot of specificity and a lot of training when it comes to the bones in the skull and the way the nose functions and the sinuses. So before we get into that though, like there's, there's something physiologically going on. The, the tissues in the sinuses are very um, open, mm-hmm. right? And so when you spray the oxytocin and the really essentially plant medicine, right? Mm-hmm. The hot based plant medicine, mm-hmm. what's actually going on? What is really happening? So two happening? things. One, it's the, the medicine itself, you know, is absorbed and, um, you know, it has an effect in the body. And um, the other effect is through the actual burn, the actual burn actually does something, it matters. And mm-hmm. so your trigeminal nucleus, so I'm going to get a little technical here. We're going to kind of do science, some science. So yes, the your face, your sinuses, your tongue, you know, the inside of your mouth, it's all innervated by something called the trigeminal nucleus, right? And so it's this is sensory. And, and so the trigeminal nucleus, if you look at the brainstem, it's the largest nucleus. I mean, it's this massive nucleus that sits there in your brainstem and your brainstem is where all the autonomics are. So your autonomic nervous system, which is consistent of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we certainly don't need more sympathetic nervous system. You know, we've got enough stress. So this mm-hmm. is the fight or flight part of our nervous system. What we really want and what we really need is more of the parasympathetic nervous system. And so this is the resting and digesting, but this is also the part of the nervous system that we, that when we feel like grounded and we feel like 
more connected to source and we feel good, you know, and, yeah. and you're relaxed and happy and joyful and bliss, right? This is the parasympathetic nervous system. And so we want to support that. And so um, when we do the, the Zen nasal spray, it's a powerful activator to the autonomics and to the vagus nerve. And so the vagus nerve is the primary nerve that carries the, the, the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah, And this is also part of what makes breath work so amazing because you had mentioned it before. It's a window into actual having some control over the autonomic. So autonomic is meaning it's automatic. We don't have volition, uh, voluntary control over it. So this is something that we just rely on it just to work, right? And behind the scenes. So it's beating our heart. It's allowing us to breathe, digest our food, you know, vasodilation or contraction. I mean, blood flow, all these things are happening. We don't have to think about it, but we can do breath work voluntarily and actually get an impact into our autonomics where we can strengthen our parasympathetic nervous system and reduce stress. And, and this is huge. You know, you think about stress as such a big cause of a lot of diseases. I mean, some stress is good, mm -hmm. but when you talk about like, you know, most people think mental, emotional stress when you start wrapping your head around stress, right? So we, um, we're kind of go, 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 you know, that's kind, kind of, of our thing, right? <laughs> I mean, I would say we're the most go, go, go ever. And, and the rewards of that are actually like a decaying of humanity uh -huh. in certain ways. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's a movement away from the parasympathetic. Yes, it is. And this is where we feel connected with people, you know, like you're not like sympathetic is more like you're going to fight somebody. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not like something that really supports like friendship and connection and bonding. Maybe it's occasionally it's needed occasionally, but like fractionally it's needed, but right. we never want to live in that state. No. And in your work, you talk about the seat. You, you said the seat of the, parasympath the parasympathetic nerve system is actually vagal tone. It's mm -hmm. strengthening this connection of the vagus nerve. Yeah. So breath work, I, I know when we created the breathe program, there's four diaphragms. So we're pumping uh, um, cerebral spinal fluid. We're pumping from our uh, perineum. Like there's a lot going on when we're doing breath work. So when we're pushing our diaphragm and those nerves, the nerve bundles that go up through the back of the, the spine into the head, I'm actually pushing on those nerves. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what's connected to the amygdala. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. talk to people about the, the seat that we're really talking about. The seat of the parasympathetic nervous system is vagal tone. But is it is it actually like toning a muscle or is it more like creating a, a efferent, afferent connection with the nerves? So the way nerves work is it's, it's that whole Chinese proverb, you know, the unused gate gets the rust. And so nerves require activation. It's like food for them, right? So um, neuro 101 is fuel and activation. That's what nerves really need. They need a supply of oxygen and glucose, and they need to be activated. Otherwise, you're going to lose them. The process of a nerve firing and it becoming activated actually stimulates proteins to maintain the structure of that nerve. And when you don't fire those nerves, you're going to lose them. So that if you don't use it, you're going to lose it really does apply to nerves. So that, and, and so the autonomic nervous system and the vagus and this par the parasympathetics are no exception. And the only way we can actually strengthen that, is it physically like, I'm, I'm so curious how you feel about this, is because when we train in the gym, like when I go and do pull-ups or when I'm doing the heat shock proteins from the sauna or when I'm doing, you know, the brown fat activation from the, the, the cold, 
those are things that I feel, but, but they don't feel like when I'm strength training or when I'm going for a run, can we, can we tone the vagus nerve in the same way that we would tone our muscles or is it a completely different category? It's really a different thing. Well, so the, the strength of the nerve is going to be related to how often it's being used because it's going to be stronger. And then it's also going to be building uh, plastic changes, right? So in neurology, we talk about plastic changes because you can take a piece of plastic and you can change the shape of it. Right. And so in that same sense, the nervous system can be strengthened by having more connections with other nerves. So it, it, so you think about like a young kid versus like someone like, you know, like older, like us. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there, we're not that old yet. We're not, we're not, but but you can compare like a baby to us. Like, so a baby has all these nerves, like way more than we do because we lose them as we get older, but how much more functional are we? Like we can get around and navigate things so much better. It's all because we, we, we have the ability to create new connections with the other nerves. So this is what starts to happen with the breath work and with the cold and, you know, all these different modalities that are strengthening the nervous system. It all has to do with these, these extra highways. The, in, the inputs highways. coming in are the most important thing. It, it's not the, cause I know there's, there's eustress, there's distress, and then there's hormesis. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that, that we get to experience as human beings that are really good for us, but they might be super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the meditation mist, That's, it ain't that pretty for the first 10 seconds, Yeah, but it's, it's so a good. unique novel experience. That, it's a unique that's novel the experience. most important thing to create plastic changes in the brain is mm. the more unique, the more novel, the better it's going to be. So yes. the same type of stimuli may not be the best to do each and every day because that's the familiar zone, right? right so right. you have the familiar zone, then you have the hormetic zone, and then you have what I call like the, you know, the, 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 the danger zone, right? So you have <clears throat> this, this zone where it's like, you're doing the same thing all the time. It's like, you're not going to grow with that. And you can apply this to a lot of different, you know, situations, right? Sure. And then hormesis is like this, this sweet spot where it's, it's like mama's porridge, right? It's just enough stress. The where Goldilocks we get, zone. Yeah. Huh. We get this net gain in health, right? But then there's a ceiling to the hormetic zone. So everybody has a ceiling. There's a certain amount of stress that once you exceed that, then it starts to become a breakdown to our body. And we don't want to get to that point, but it can be changed. So if you have a metabolic ceiling, like let's say that um, you can only exercise a certain amount before it starts to become destructive, right? Well, you could probably do some conditioning where you can raise that ceiling. The same thing with the brain. You know, your brain has a certain metabolic um, ceiling where you can drive and learn and 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 get all these great benefits that you want to to improve your brain function but there's a ceiling to the amount that it can handle at any given time that can actually be changed like using things like methylene blue or ozone therapy or melatonin you know or some of these other types of you know nootropic um substances, you can actually change that metabolic ceiling so that you can actually drive more hormetic changes in the body. I feel with the meditation mist, something so much more powerful. And honestly, because of how sensitive my sinuses are, I can't do the hop anyways. I love that it's liquid, but the oxytocin is really cool. 
I don't know exactly why you put that in there. I mean, obviously we know that oxytocin is a feel good hormone. It's a beautiful way for us to bond. We get it with a six second hug. Mm-hmm. We've all heard this before and we've talked about it's it on the show. It's anti-inflammatory. I did not know it was anti-inflammatory. Yeah, it's, it's great for the brain. So did you put the oxy, what, what inspired you to, to match the oxytocin with the hoppe and put it into the spray? Like what, what was that? Um, you just make it to me, it just made a lot of sense. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, it was an it's intuition. kind of like, well, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're cooking in the kitchen, I think when people are good cooks, it's like they're, they're preparing a meal and it's like, you can think of something that would taste good in that. And you know that it's going to work before you even put it in there. Right. Yes. It's like, you know, some lemon on that chicken is going to be good. Right. Olive oil, salt, and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> but then there sure. might be something exotic where you've never tried that before, but you're like, yeah, that'll work. Cinnamon on that would be good. Right. Yes. And, and it, and it does work. Right. And some people have an ability to think in those terms and taste it before they taste it, you know, and, and I do art as well. Like I paint. In fact, um, at one point I completely walked away from my medical practice and, um, and did, did art full time. Right. How, how long ago was that? Uh, that was after my f- second year practicing. Wow. Yeah, I dropped did, out for almost two years. Did you just like double clutch and flinch on, on how much work it would be to be a naturopath? Is that why you, so there's this, there's this, um, this belief in my lineage that every fourth generation, there's a famous artist. Right. And so I'm here, this is coming from the French side and, and I bought into that thinking that that was me. And I, I had been um, working for another clinic in um, Paris, Texas. So I went to Paris to become an artist. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, I love to say that, but they're wow. like, oh, wow, Paris, that sounds really amazing. But it was Paris, Texas, not so not, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> not, it's, maybe the food's different. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you got back in and that path took you to now, looking back, could you have ever seen that you would – go and do different plant medicines, bring spirituality into being a naturopathic physician. Did you ever even think that, that you would be who you are now? No, 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 I did not. You know, I, I, I was, um, I had uh, breakfast with some close friends this morning and I was talking about, um, some of the spiritual things that we're up to, um, putting some things together. And one of the, um, one of the friends that was there, an ex NFL player, right. He just starts sobbing and, you know, I could sense that it was tears of joy, you know, and we just had a moment of connection because I have been having moments, um, on a daily basis where I'm just, I just start crying tears of gratitude, you know, because it, it to some degree, I'm trying to get away from that feeling of um, like I'm lucky, right? Or like I can't believe all this is happening to me, type of feeling. Because then that's kind of pulling you away from like owning it, you know. Hmm. And and you know, I think you know some pretty special things are happening in and around me, and it's been a lot of hard work. And there's also an aspect of how it's serving uh, my community. And other communities and it's serving mankind. And it's, there's a selfless aspect of it that I think is driving it to become a lot more successful than it would be if it was more of like a selfish, selfish type of a endeavor. I feel that from you. And it's no surprise. Um, I feel like this is 
common for a lot of people in wellness, in coaching, in service, even in spiritual and personal development. They've had to go through their own dark cave. Mm. They've had to go through their own shit. Face the dragon. They've had to go into the cave and get the treasure they've been seeking. Yeah. You know, Joseph Campbell. Uh So so Uh we might not have enough time for you to focus totally on it, but just so people know, not even with your academic credentials, but also on an energetic level, what you've been through personally, um, you had a mold exposure and toxicity. Mm -hmm. You also were dealing with... um, I believe it was uh, when, you, when you get bit by the tick. Yeah, Lyme. The Lyme mm-hmm, disease. Mm-hmm. So this is like, and it's not just from ticks. I mean, you can get Lyme from other sources as well. Right. But wow, I mean, for you to be able to heal those things. Well, Josh, it was, it was, it, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I can, I just woke up every morning. I had so much pain. The inflammation was just ridiculous. And I was going, I'd go to the rheumatologist. Oh, you have ankylosing spondylitis, this like autoimmune disease. I go to this person, I go to that person. Everybody had a different story. I had nothing concrete to say like, what's really going on? Yeah. And this, this went on for over 10 years. And, it, and I literally lost, I had to shut down my practice because I was just in so much pain. And, you know, um, my good friend, Dan Pompa, you know, he always talks about his pain to purpose. And this was my pain to purpose story, you know, and I, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, it was perfect. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that might be in the middle of their own pain to purpose story. Yeah. You know, and I might suggest thinking about like your, your washing clothes, right? And you throw clothes and in, in, in the, 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 it's in the middle of the cycle. You open the door and you see all this dirty water. Oh, it's not working. You know, no, it's in the middle of cleaning those clothes. Don't yeah. judge it in the middle of it. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens, I think, with a lot of people. So, um, you know, if you're in the middle of your own pain to purpose story and you're listening to this, you know, just realize that you're probably exactly where you need to be right now. And to do your best to just be with it, like actually be in the water swirling instead of trying to clamor for the sides. Right. I I remember Alan Watts, one of my favorite mentors. If there was ever one dude I would love to interview who's passed, it's Alan Watts. Are you familiar with his work at all? A little bit, yeah. And he he was like, you know, life is about going with the flow of the water. Right. No one floats by trying to hold on to the water. If you try to hold on to the water, it just slips through your fingers. But if if you just allow yourself to float, even if you're in a crazy storm, right? You'll eventually be on the right shore. Well, this this is the work that um, my dear friend Michael Rice teaches. Um, he studied the Aramaic Bible, and he he came up with this amazing tech um, technology that he felt that Jesus came to give us, which is this uh, forgiveness process. And he, by incidentally, was doing breath work forty years ago. He calls it still point breathing. And he would facilitate this breath work with patient, with people um, and take them through this process of deeply forgiving what I call a filter. So we have filters, how we filter our reality based on these unconscious belief systems, right? And so these belief systems are basically driven by goals. So we have goals for all these different things in our life, which is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So if we were to be flowing with life, we would drop our goals, we would cancel our goals. And he talks about this. He says, you know, if you're if you're if you're not in balance, like let's say you're in an argument with your wife, you know, she disrespected you, whatever, whatever, you have a goal for her to respect you, right? You 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 cancel that goal, right? You cancel that goal and you drop into what's real for you because it's not about her. If you're angry and hostility is coming up for you, that's inside of you. 
instead of projecting it and saying, she made me angry, you're going to actually go inside and you're going to cancel the goal you had for her and go inside and find out like, where's that actually coming from that's bringing up that negative emotion and forgiving that, not letting it off the hook, which is someone else, you know, like that, that the idea of forgiveness for most people look at is they think they're going to let somebody off the hook. Yeah. But it's an internal job, you know? You let somebody off the hook, it does nothing, right? I, I used to think of forgiveness as like, if I forgive, then the other person wins. That was like the the less evolved version of me. Exactly. If I forgive somebody, then that means they win. Right. But who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> we're not supposed to be at war. You no. know, our, our natural state is, like you said, being in the seat, the, mm. the parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we were born to be. Mm-hmm. But we, we catch ourselves being in the sympathetic, which is that fight or flight, because of we're all trying to hold 20 pounds of water in a little paper cup mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, we wonder why we have all that stress spill over and it creates dysfunction and disease. I mean, me personally, where I'm at in my journey, is I'm carrying extra weight right now and I'm doing all the emotional work and I have my sauna and my cold tank and we're by nature. I'm doing all the things, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually like to sit here with you. I'm really excited about whatever it is Mm -hmm. because whatever it is, it is what it is anyways. So bring it like I'm, I'm ready for it. Right. I don't know if I'm going to find the answers to what I'm seeking in a ceremony or with a friend. Sometimes I find the answers just through being a father to, to my son, Nova, Mm -hmm. but whatever it is, like I'm, in that washing machine too mm-hmm. that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. And for those of us in the washing machine, and I think there's sometimes where we go out of the washing machine and we feel good for a while and then spirit puts us in another washing machine, right? Yeah. Whether it's like- I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think we just get continually washed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to support us while we're there. Yeah, you're being cleaned. We're just, being cleaned. Just relax and go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it feels like you're on a spin cycle sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but when we're when we're in these places, like for me, like supplementation lifestyle, it's not just huge for me right now. It's actually how I make it. It's actually how I function. Mm-hmm. And so um, for people that don't know anything about melatonin and how it can support somebody in the washing machine, mm-hmm. specifically somebody who's dealing with, let's say, chronic stress, that, mm-hmm. that constant drip of stress, or maybe they have um, a chronic disease, mm-hmm. which is then elevating their cortisol and keeping them in the sympathetic. For, for people that have no melatonin as just a sleep aid, Tell us, tell us what the myths are about melatonin first. Mm-hmm. Like, what are people getting wrong about melatonin? Mm. And then we can start diving into the different layers of melatonin. Yeah. Well, what do people I, get wrong about it? Everything. Everything. <laughs> All right. You're all wrong. Yeah. So we need to like take and just clear the slate and just forget everything you thought you knew about melatonin right. and let's start fresh. Um, so melatonin, you know, I it's it's an absolute miracle molecule for sure. We would not be able to... Um, enjoy life without this molecule. Every cell in the body makes it. And it's there within a structure called a mitochondria. And the mitochondria is where rubber meets the road as far as making energy in the body. You know, this is where oxygen and glucose um, are converted into something called ATP. And this process of making this energy is a chemical reaction and it has um, four complexes, right? So there's four complexes, and that's gonna make sense later when we start to kind of like add in some uh, information about methylene blue, which I hope we have time to kind of get into. But but the, the, the mitochondria's job is to move electrons. And in the process of moving electrons, it produces heat, 
right? And so if you think about like uh, uh, burning coal to burn, to make heat, right? You're going to have a lot of soot, right? So the same thing happens in the body is when we make energy, there's soot in the form of oxidation. And we need to either minimize the amount of oxidation that we make or quench the oxidation that we do create. So what the melatonin does is it actually works on both sides. And when we overheat, melatonin's there to calm things down. And melatonin is the primary antioxidant in there that quenches the oxidation. So it's basically soaking up all of that soot for you in every mitochondria, in every cell in your body. And it's also one of the most important things for your gut and for a healthy gut. You know, there's 400 times more melatonin that's secreted through your gut than there is through your brain. Hmm. Um, but you asked me, like, what are the, some myths? I know mm-hmm. what a lot of people are thinking is like, okay, um, is it dangerous, right? So we'll get back to the gut in a second, but is yes. it dangerous? Um, absolutely not. They did studies where they were a, giving what would be equivalent to 150,000 milligrams. This is the physiological dose? Yeah. What's the term of that when they go super high with the dosage? Super physiological dosing, but we're talking about super, 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 super duper. Got it. 150,000 milligrams. And they basically stopped the study and they said, you know, we just don't see that melatonin has any toxicity at all. Typical range is is two to 10 milligrams for most people. Yeah. Typically. So wrap your head around that two to 10 and then what we're promoting is to, for people to take much, much more than that because we're talking about using melatonin um, as a support for more than just sleep. And so what if melatonin was indeed the ultimate stress resilience molecule? What if it allowed you to buffer stresses better? And maybe we have more stresses in today's world than we were adapted to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. I would offer that we yeah. do. I would think unequivocally, we all would say yes to that. Right. Even if you looked at our ancestors and the way that they had to work maybe longer hours, but then they had more access to clean air and sunshine and work. Mm-hmm. So we all have our own struggles, but I would say just on a, on a macro level, if you go really high in the sky, mm-hmm. we are fundamentally health, wealth relationships, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. We're all challenged in those mm-hmm. buckets mm-hmm. more than we've ever been for sure because of what's happening with the awakening and what we're experiencing. So I would say yes. And then we got the graph. We talked about that before we started recording, right? I mean, the, you look at the melatonin graph, what happens to melatonin secretion as we get older, it, yeah. it drops dramatically. And although you can do a lot of hacks, okay, you can go and change the light and we can get into all those things, you know, changing the light in your house so you don't have as much green and blue that's going to inhibit your melatonin. You know, I think all of that is going to be really important for the circadian rhythm because you want a nice, strong circadian rhythm to be really healthy and robust. Um, but as far as melatonin secretion, you know, if if you are just going to rely on your body's own secretion of it, you're you're probably not going to be able to navigate this world as robustly as you could otherwise. How so? Can you go into that a little bit? Because that's a big statement. Mm-hmm. Most people think of tiny two to ten milligram doses as as enough, mm-hmm. but this isn't about just sleep. This is about the other the immu- immune properties, yeah, the healing properties, cleaning out the soot, right, all that stuff. This is the things that people don't know. They just don't know. They don't know. I didn't know it before I read your book. Yeah. Right. So let's circle back. So in the beginning, when we started talking, we talked about how stress produces cytokines and the cytokines, it's basically, it it is inflammation. Okay. 
And so that inflammation causes a shift in the way that the mitochondria makes energy from the electron transport chain, right? Moving electrons to it shuffles into the cytosol, which is outside of the mitochondria into anaerobic glycolysis, which is also called the Warburg effect, okay? And this is where, um, can this is how cancer makes energy, you know, and Otto Warburg actually won the Nobel prize for discovering what, you know, the, in essence, the, the, what, how cancer shifts its metabolic, um, way of making energy. So, but this happens with all cells when they're under enough stress under from cytokines. This is how people die from COVID-19. This is how people will have, um, will, will, will die of pneumonia from any viral infection. I mean, this is just how it works. So um, when you exceed the amount of inflammation that the, the cell can tolerate, it shifts to this primitive form of making energy, which is only about 10% of the amount of energy that you would otherwise make. And so if you're fighting a battle of inf- infection, you're going to lose because all of a sudden you lose 90% of your troops overnight. You're done, right? So... This is why if you supplement with melatonin, a lot of the hospitals um, had started using melatonin uh, high, high doses. I mean, even up to 400 milligrams for COVID. And so you start to look at some of the research that was done on like Ebola and some um, encephalomyocarditis uh, viruses and, you know, a lot of very, very dangerous uh, infections and the survival rate going just dramatically higher with the group that was given melatonin. Hmm. This is because when you give exogenous melatonin, you're able to switch that back to the way that it makes energy. Because normally the, the, the melatonin's in that mitochondria to prevent this shift, right? But then you only have so much melatonin. But then if you give it exogenously, meaning if you take a supplement, you can actually go and quench this whole system and reboot it. And the receptors, I don't know if this is even the same conversation, but what I've learned about like different hormones and receptors is that there's a lock and a key for all of them. So if you supplement high dose melatonin, you're not going to become dependent on this. Yes. How, how do you eventually get back to homeostasis? This is what's fascinated me is almost all hormones in the body have this negative feedback loop where if you take it, you downregulate receptor sites. And so, or the body decreases the amount of, um, of the hormone that it's secreting, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the negative feedback loop, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, all of the, these hormones have it, cortisol, um, but not melatonin, not at all. In fact, you can take thousands of milligrams of, of melatonin if you want, um, you know, I'm, don't drive listen, a car. <laughs> listen, listen, let's let, let we are not giving medical advice here. We're just having yes. a conversation. Yes. And so if you we're are seeking wisdom here, we, we if, would just if, like wisdom. Yeah. If you are looking at starting a melatonin regime, I would recommend that you see your healthcare provider and let them guide you. Okay. With that said, um, it is, um, theoretically possible to take thousands of milligrams of melatonin for multiple days or weeks or months and stop abruptly and secrete the same amount of melatonin the very following day as mm. you would otherwise secrete. Because there's just there's just absolutely no negative feedback loop there. It's so powerful. And, and one of the things that I see when I look at my aura ring score is my deep sleep. And it was interesting because in some of your literature for Sandman, which is the product that we're talking about with the high dose melatonin, there's some other things that you can share too. But um, a scientific deep sleep study showed that the glymphatic system 
was most efficient during deep sleep. Getting too little deep sleep prevents glymphatic clearance, which can cause neurological diseases. Basically, your neurons will be swimming in their own excrement mm-hmm. without adequate deep sleep. Yeah, when I read that, stuck in the in the in the machine. Right? I was like, the- oh my god, no wonder when I don't get enough deep sleep, I literally feel dirty in my uh, brain. My uh-huh. brain feels yeah, dirty. Yeah. It's because these neurons are swimming in their own excrement. Right. I mean, that's potent. Can you yeah. share about that? Well, so, you know, it's like they're, they're caught up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the clothes, right? They're in the clean cycles, yeah. like the dirty water. But um, so yeah, you're either a swamp or river. So there is a, a detox mechanism that the brain has, which is called the glymphatic system. And the primary activation of the glymphatic system is deep sleep. Mm. And so it's really important. And they, they've, they've started to realize that um, poor sleep and the glymphatic uh, issue is one of the primary reasons that a lot of patients with degenerative neurologic disorders start to accumulate a lot of these proteins. You know, like Parkinson's, you've got alpha-synuclein. You know, Alzheimer's, you've got beta-amyloid plaques, right? Traumatic brain injuries and TBIs, you know, you've got that tau protein that builds up. So all of these proteins are really normal proteins. So you start to look at them as, as like, okay, that's the enemy. And that's what the thrust of a lot of science has been up until I, I think more recently is like, you know, how can we like clear these proteins out and, 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 and prevent them from being um, produced, but they're actually reacting to like, um, more commonly toxins or infections. Hmm. And so, um, then you have the aspect of, of, of an individual that might have an infection or have toxic exposure, um, that doesn't get sick. Right. Maybe it's because they're sleeping normal, right? So you start to get these different variables, and it's important to start looking at these things for each individual because, um, um, you know, uh, some people could have the ability to weather, you know, a toxic exposure or a, 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 an infection in their central nervous system if they're sleeping properly. But if they're not, yeah. all of a sudden you have someone that's got like a real recipe for disaster. It's like, completely logical for me that if you, if we're a river and our river is clogged, then there's absolutely no way that these processes that are naturally about clearing could ever function. Mm-hmm. We, we can't ever clean ourselves if we have a dirty brain. Yeah. So when I read that, I was like, yeah. Oh my God, how do oh, yeah. I get as much deep sleep as I can? And by the way, how much is optimal and how does melatonin play a role in that deep sleep and actually it occurring? Hey, it's Josh from Wellness Force. On my weight loss journey, I've been taking the ACB tablets from our friends and partners over at Paleo Valley. Now, I didn't know this, but the ancient masters and contemporary in health and wellness, especially in Ayurveda, talk about the powerful benefits of ACV. But most people don't know that drinking ACV every single day will actually wear down your tooth enamel. So I met with the founder. She told me about this on the podcast. And now I get to share the benefits and the healthy tooth promotion with you. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. You can get 15% off your order by entering the code Josh. That's capital J-O-S-H. This product I've been taking before I go in the sauna. It's been incredible. I've been noticing that my mood stabilizes. And when I eat the foods, I've been checking it on my CGM and the results are awesome. You're going to know all about this on the future podcast that we do, as well as the blog post. But if you yourself are interested in managing your blood sugar, stabilizing your blood sugar, aiding your weight loss journey, 
use the ACV tablets from Paleo Valley. I trust in this brand. I take it every day myself, especially before I sweat or if I'm doing some intermittent fasting. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash Paleo Valley, enter the code Josh to get 15% off your order. By the way, how much is optimal and how does melatonin play a role in that deep sleep and actually it occurring? Yeah, you know, seven to eight hours I think is optimal with uh, with sl- overall sleep, and then you know, an hour to two hours of deep sleep is 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 optimal. Um, the um, you know the the high dose melatonin is not the end all be all answer to sleep, right? So you'd think that when you start getting so we 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 um, manufacture. A, um, a few different melatonin suppositories and also in a liposomal and they're, they're, they're under the brand of Sandman. And, um, so it's a good song too. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Sandman. Sandman. Is that why you, that's why you did it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring me a, uh, so, um, so, uh, melatonin for sure really helps in sleep onset, you know, latency. There's no doubt about that, but it's not necessarily the end all be all to keep you asleep, you know, throughout the night. Um, although it can help in some individuals more so than others, it's one of those things that you really should be tracking your sleep and you, you try it, you know, you want to basically experiment with different things that are going to work for you. Cause we're all a unique snowflake and like, yeah. we're going to respond differently. Um, but I think it's a good, if you're having some sleep issues, you know, I wouldn't be afraid of going above that 10 milligram mark. Um, we're in our clinic, we're using, you know, uh, 200 and more, uh, milligrams. And so oral melatonin, um, also as a side note is only two and a half percent absorbed. Wow. And that's what the, that's what the research shows. So very little of it even gets, so you're talking about taking, you know, two, three, four, up to 10 milligrams, but, and, and you're only getting two and a half percent of that. It's a very little amount. Where's the other 90%, 98% going? Well, the liver breaks it down and then it tries to put it back together on the other side, but it only puts so much of it back together huh. or the gastric juices basically just destroy it. So some nutrients are more fragile than others. And so, you know, like polyphenols, like um, uh, resveratrol and turmeric and, you know, some of the other um, polyphenols that we're using in our fasting protocols to accentuate the autophagy and the senolytics and so forth, like physotin and sterile stilbene. And, um, you know, these things are not very well absorbed orally because the gut breaks it down and the first pass through the liver. And so that's where we start to get um, into a suppository route of delivery where you bypass all of that. And so besides bypassing the gut and the first pass of the liver, you have the um, concept of peak plasma, which is really important for people to understand. Because ultimately, what do we want? We want that nutrient in the cell where it can do good for us, yeah. right? Uh, so otherwise, it's going to be in your toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's just a way. It feels like a big waste of money, actually. And it is to yeah. just do. So I'm, I'm never going to take it like that again. Then I mean, really, I've heard the same thing about CBD as well. Mm-hmm. When you take sublingual CBD, you lose half of it or more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when you take a substance oral, think about peak plasma is basically it's in the blood, and the cells have a certain amount of time to pull it in. Right, so it's in it's in the system. It's it's kind of like flowing through that area that's outside of all your cells, right? The plasma, and so um, if I take like say a CoQ10, 
and I take a CoQ10 and I look at the blood levels every five minutes, I'm going to see a curve and it's going to go up and it's going to stay probably for maybe an hour. And so we, we digest this, this pill orally. We have peak plasma that, let's let, that lasts an hour. Our cells have an hour to try to pull as much of that CoQ10 in as possible. Um, and then it's gone. And that's it. Where if we were to take the same amount of CoQ10 in like, say, a product like StemZen, we have an um, amazing um, product called StemZen, which really supports um, stem cell survivability. We use it in regenerative medicine and post-fasting because you release all those stem cells and you want as many of them to survive as possible. Mm. And so CoQ10 and something called Fucoidin, which is a brown seaweed extract, um, is really, really powerful for that. So this um, suppository stem zen, it has a high amount of, of CoQ10, but it's released over five to seven hours right? So you can imagine the cells have all that time to pull it in. Like if you were to soak black beans for an hour, how much water are you going to get in those beans compared to five hours or seven hours? Most people soak them overnight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost going to do you no good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the whole idea of using a suppository. When I was sick with Lyme disease early on, it was these glutathione suppositories were just game changers for me. I actually felt so much better. And so we do have a line of glutathione suppositories as well called Glutamax, which are um, phenomenal. Why would someone use those specifically? Because right now we've been talking about the melatonin suppositories for the long release, for the rapid absorption, for the healing properties, for the immune, for all the the deep sleep Mm -hmm. propagation. But why would somebody do NAD and also the other? Why why would they do those in a suppository fashion? Well, because... um, Glutathione has like very little, if any, absorption orally because of the thing, the reasons we talked about before. And NAD for sure doesn't. So there's this whole idea of like the precursors, but how much of the precursors are actually getting through? Um, you know, and that's why we formulated like the NAD Max, you know, and, which is both a suppository and a liposomal. Um, but we, you know, I, I was looking to create something that would um, take. Uh, and supplement the IVs that we're doing. So we do IVs in my clinic, you know, for NAD. And when we started doing that, like we were one of the first clinics to start doing these NAD IVs, but they're uncomfortable and they last for many, many hours. And Mm. so people have to sit there for, you know, quite some time, take time out of their life. Where if you do uh, a suppository, you have almost the same amount of dosage in that suppository. And, you know, it's so easy to put it in. It's like, you know, you don't even know it's there and you're cruising around for the rest of the day. And it's like, you've got an IV to go. And um, so that's what a lot of these, these products are really designed to have a much higher absorption rate and a slow release over time. And, you know, if people haven't tried a suppository before, it's really no big deal. Like it takes two seconds. You Some don't people know it's are weird there. about the butt. And yeah. I'm like, come on, we're human beings, people. Yeah. Like, let's be mature here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Just puts, what do you have coconut oil you put on it or how do you, how do you do it? Well, they're, 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 they're kind of self-lubricated because they're made of palm oil. Great. But, you know, I, I would say like, there's, there's two types of people that are going to be like listening to this and just be like, absolutely, I'm ready. Let me, let me, you know, I don't, you know, I'm fine. Is either the people that are really suffering from like some serious chronic issues yeah, and they're desperate, right? Or there's going to be some people that are like, you know, you know, they're just more open, right? And they're, they're looking to maximize their health and vitality in this world, right? And be more of service to others and it, you could get over it, you know? 
Yeah. It's literally just our butt. Like where we all, everybody poops. There's a book, <laughs> right? So I love this because you could have only, you could have only come across this delivery medium because of what you do. Cause you work in a clinic. Mm-hmm. If you didn't do what you do, you would have never come up with, I'm guessing, never. Oh, I can give them an IV to go. That right. would have never occurred to you. Right? right. No, this is over thousands of hours of working with thousands of patients where you're like, how do I give people what they need in a way where the medium serves their lifestyle to where they don't just have to sit with a catheter in basically. Well, there, there's also, the, hours. there's also the aspect of like, you know, trying to fix myself too. Right. So yeah. it's like, I'm like thinking, oh, this would be really great to do personally. Right. And so that's driven me to, um, you know, cause the Zen, like I wanted something for myself, you know? So if, if it was something that I found a lot of utility with, certainly a lot of other people are as well. Yeah. And then yes, that clinical um, application is really, I think, um, been a big game changer because it's like, it's like, it's one thing to have, um, a certain nutrient and a certain delivery method, but then it's like, it's a whole nother thing. on like, how do you use it? Like, what are ways that you can use it? Like the travel hacker kit, you know, it's like using some of these products to like hack the salt and solve problems with traveling, like mm-hmm. the circadian rhythm issue, um, arriving fresh and feeling good with like super high doses of, of NAD while you're flying or, um, or CBD, you know, and our, a mutual friend of our Cal Callahan, um, he just flew to uh, to Africa, Africa and yeah. he messaged me when he got out there, and he's just like, I can't believe how good I feel. And he he was using the the Sandman every night while he was out there as well. But you know, I I, I came up with that again selfishly because I was going from Florida to Hawaii, you know, all the time. I was going three four times a year. Um, incidentally, I, I really haven't been out there just because it's it's getting a little weird with COVID out there. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's an uncomfortable time. We're still swimming in an uncomfortable water as we go through our own washing machine of uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. Like we're there's a collective washing machine and then there's like a personal washing machine that we're mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, all these tools and all the things we're talking about, like all these things directly relate to our physical health, mm-hmm. but the, the the conduit of emotional, spiritual, and mental is physical. My, if my conduit is is misaligned or I don't have homeostasis in my conduit, mm-hmm. well, how can I give and receive messages that are loving? How can I live in a way where I can be uh, fully expressed with my partner or show up to my family or my work or my purpose? Like mm. it's a big deal. And, and yeah, food is really important and so is movement. But for people that, like you said, are dealing with something chronic, and mm-hmm. I would say as a society, we're dealing with chronic disillusionment, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like we're disillusioned chronically. We've been that way for a couple hundred years now. And that reflects personally to us because then we show up disillusioned in our relationships that we're separate, that you and I are the same, that we're not built from the same source. And it's all just a bullshit lie. And so the more clean we are in our body, the more we can have loving connection and conversations, but because our conduit's clean. When the Mm -hmm. conduit's dirty, it's like, good luck. Mm -hmm. Good luck trying to connect with people and connect with yourself. So going back to the the physiology of the melatonin, I used to think the pineal gland was right here, but it's not. It's actually in the center, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it was funny, speaking of the COVID bullshit, I would go to restaurants and they would be like, let me take your temperature. And they would try to put the gun right here. And I was like, hell no, I don't want that in my pineal gland, but I was wrong. 
Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Tell people the structure of the pineal gland and what it actually does for melatonin, what the feedback system looks like, and really how to like protect and nourish the the pineal gland. How do we do that? Mm. What's melatonin's role in that? What's our role in that? Yeah, the pineal gland. What an important gland, right? So Russell uh, Ryder, um, he's an MD and a PhD in the 1960s. He's actually a, a good a colleague of mine. You know, I'd like to call him my friend. Um, he, uh, he, he was the first one to actually discover the pineal wasn't just a, a worthless gland, right? And that uh. it secreted melatonin and it, it had a lot to do with our circadian rhythm, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, he, he went on to become one of the most authored, you know, researchers in melatonin. He's a big, you know, resource and has been for me for a while. Um, so the pineal gland, you know, there's so many different things we could talk about with that, um. It, it, there, there, there's a conversion of tryptamine um, and tryptophan through the pineal to melatonin. And then it can be converted into something else called DMT as well. And uh, they call that the spirit molecule. So there's some conscious uh, consciousness applications to uh, looking at the pineal, whereas the way I understand it is that there's um, the cerebral spinal fluid that circulates around our um, brain and spinal cord, basically carrying nutrients uh, and, and, and keeping all of those structures healthy, uh, it terminates in what's called the third ventricle. And right behind the third ventricle, you have the, the pineal. Mm. And so the pineal, if you look at it, has all these crystals in it. Right. And so it can become calcified as well. So we have to be careful, like fluoride's the biggest culprit. So you want to make sure you get a, a filter for your house and mm-hmm. you don't want to be drinking municipal water. Um, and we don't want to be using fluoridated toothpaste and all those types of things. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and for those really that want to dive into this, you know, there, the, the book has a lot of great solutions on, on how to take care of your pineal and different supplements you can take and so cool. forth. And that book is at the wellnessforce.com forward slash store, or you can just go to melatoninbook.com, but there's a discount code in the store if you guys want to dive in, because we're going to be able to like scratch the surface of mm-hmm. what you're talking about, but we're not going to be able to go to the bottom of the ocean here. So if people want more resources, just go to the store and, and the book is there, the, the melatonin, the miracle molecule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So those crystals in the pineal, they mean something, right? So like, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of our our watches, the way that they're powered is that there's a crystal in the watch and there's pressure on the crystal and the pressure on the crystal causes electrons to start bouncing around. Is that the piezo, piezoelectric? Piezoelectric. Piezoelectric. Yeah. 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 And so the same thing happens with the pineal and that's what's happening with some of our breath work is that we're putting pressures on that pineal. Through the cerebral spinal fluid? Through the cerebral spinal fluid, yeah. I always wondered about that. So breath work is literally making our pineal gland healthy. It's turning it on. As if there wasn't another reason to do breath work. It it is making it healthier. And it's it's also creating a piezoelectric effect, which is basically energizing the pineal, turning it into a radio receiver so that we can actually pick up on things outside of our sensory system. Right. So like if you're sitting in meditation and you start to feel like one with everything, you start to feel love and just gratitude, you know, those are senses, but it's not through your sensory organs. It's not your sight, sound, 
feel, touch, smell, you know, it's, it's yeah. a sensory experience outside of that. And so the pineal is like this other sensory organ. And so you're able to pick up and that's where um, some of the aspects of this conversion and DMT, I think are opening up gateways for us to perceive a different reality, right? A reality where we are connected in that vertical that other vertical dimension versus this horizontal dimension where time is on a linear, right? So it's like we have all of, all of the events that are happening over time um, is, is basically like in a horizontal plane, right? Where, you know, and, and this, is, this is starting to get kind of more into the deep spiritual, you know, discussions. So um, we look at um, these, uh, these experiences that people come back from in medicine journeys, right? Or deep meditations where they're like, oh, wow, I just felt like everything was like so vast. And they just had these experiences of, of, of just, just, you know, one with everything. And so what that is, is it's this vertical moment where everything is happening in one now moment versus things happening linear in a horizontal moment which gives us the illusion of time. <laughs> <laughs> and and also speaking of disillusionment, like sometimes when I am looking for the next greatest thing or like, what should I be doing next? All the answers exist right here when I just sit in my studio and meditate in front of the juve light, right? right. The, red, the red light therapy. Like, did, you ever, did you ever hear, sorry to interrupt, ahead, did yeah. you ever hear like the HeartMath Institute? Of right? course. They did these studies and they found um, that the heart knew the future like the heart literally, they so they would take images on a computer, completely randomized, right? And um, and so they would have like a picture, they could have a picture of like um, a murder scene, right? Or they could have a picture of like flowers, right? And so they would have a certain effect to the autonomics. So now that we've talked about the autonomics, people are gonna basically really pick up on this. So yeah. if there's a sympathetic response based on like a gnarly picture, like of like a-, a, a Like a murder a, a or murder something violent. Versus like a, a parasympathetic effect, like a beautiful landscape or something like that. They can pick that up with um, being able to sense the reaction of the heart versus the brain, because they had them hooked up, right? And so that they found that up to 20, I think it was 20 seconds before the image came up, the heart knew. And so they, they, they concluded that the heart seems to be the real brain and that it transcends time and space. And this is real science. We're going to search that study. And if Lauren can't find it, we're going to get you to put it in the show notes because that's potent. Yeah. I love good that. stuff. And I, I've heard of the mirror neurons mm -hmm. in the brain and, and the heart. I've also done the heart math uh, protocol many times. I've worn the ear device and mm -hmm. I've breathed and watched the response mm -hmm. right there on the screen. Mm. And so I'm aware of that like coherence breathing mm -hmm. that they talk about. But the way you just described it, where the heart could literally see what was coming, I've never mm. heard of that. And that's absolutely fucking inspiring yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. It's and really it's cool. Tr it's total truth. Yeah, and they believe that it's much longer than 20 seconds too. Like they think it might be up to a day or more. So follow your heart. That's the message. Your heart knows. Get out of your head, drop into your heart. But we get stuck in our heads, Dr. John, when our conduit's dirty. We, we get, do. We get stuck yeah. in the head. When you have, a, you have too many goals. <laughs> you have too many goals. <laughs> we have too many goals. And then also what hit me is I was like, I was thinking of the book Letting Go. And he talks about the greatest space in all 
of time is the space between our head and our heart. It's mm. the largest space for us, but it's actually only like a foot. Mm-hmm. Some people even less. Um, and I and I really think about how silly we can all be, myself included, when we choose, I choose to get stressed out over things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. And I think about how that puts me, I feel how that puts me into my sympathetic. And so sometimes it takes some kind of um, exogenous piece mm-hmm. or some kind of supplementation mm-hmm. to get us back to center, to get us back to homeostasis, to get us rooted again. Yeah. And so when you look at the, the NAD and the melatonin um, and all the different things that you provide to people, what's the through line? what are the one, two, three things that most people that are out of homeostasis would really benefit from? Mm. Well, on the top of the list would be melatonin and um, going, like we said, we talked about super physiological dosing, uh, not being uh, a medical concern, right? Again, talk to your healthcare practitioner before you try anything new. Um, uh after that, I would, um, you know, I start all my patients out on a 30-day sinus protocol. You know, I find, especially now, like, I mean, if you're really wanting to, you know, think about the internal mask, right? Where everybody's talking about the mask, right? And the external mask, but the internal mask, right? So if we want to have a situation where we're less susceptible to things that are in the air, um, then we don't want to have a sticky biofilm in our sinuses that's going to attract it, right? So it's going to be like flypaper grabbing everything that's in the air. And so by taking care of your nasal passages and your sinuses through sinus hygiene, then you're going to have less likelihood that you're going to get sick. You know, there's they've done studies on this, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, glutostat's a, a, a great product for... Um, as an antimicrobial and to cut down on biofilm. And so using it for 30 days uh, makes a lot of sense. I think Is that like for, after a sinus rinse or before, after a sinus rinse? So the way I like to do it is I'll do a neti pot in the morning mm-hmm. and, and I'll even put like a little bit of iodine in, in with the water, the neti pot, or sometimes I'll put a little bit of colloidal silver. Mm-hmm. And you can even, you can even pour a little bit of glutostat in there too, which is like, if oh. I'm sick, like I'll, I'll actually pour a little glutostat. I'll put all of it in there. I, I heard a few biohackers talking about xylitol, putting xylitol in the water as well. Have you experimented with that for sinus yeah, that, that That's, uh, xylitol has antimicrobial uh, effects as so well. You could do like some xylitol, you some do glutostat, it all. Yeah. some really clean water that's been yeah, really. Boiled, if you do put xylitol water. in your um, water at your house and you do it in a nasal wash, you're violating some patents. Just, just keep. Like, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people care, but right, right, right. But yeah, it is patented. But yeah, yes. you could, you could do all of that. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I, I, that's close to my heart because, um, knock on wood, I've I've had really great sinuses. Um, yes, I think the adjustment you gave me with the balloon and also using the glutostat has been great. But out here in Texas, people get this like cedar fever and all these respiratory issues. Mm. I haven't had it since mm. I've been out here. Mm. So um, I really believe in sinus care. There's an entire module in our breathe program that this is going to be a great 
educational piece. We'll take some of this interview mm -hmm. and put it into the program because mm -hmm. people that can't breathe through their nose, mm -hmm. they can't really do proper box breathing. Right, right. Inhale, inhale nose, exhale mouth. And also, um, if you look at James Nestor's work with breath or even Dr. Belisa Vranich, she wrote Breathing for Warriors or just anybody that does breath work or that teaches breath work, we have to have the nose to breathe properly. Mm -hmm. if, people, Absolutely. if people have a nose that's clogged, mm -hmm. then I think you're right on the money. Dr. John, well, 30 days of sinus care. Yeah. The other, the other thing is a lot of people are carrying like infections in their sinuses and, and there's some really nasty ones. Like there's one called Marcon's, which is really what got my attention with, you know, I had Marcon's and how did we, you know you had it? I tested it. Was it's it a like nasal swab. Nasal swab. And anybody dealing with any like significant health issues should definitely go to their doctor and request to test that. It's a, it's a nasal swab. I think it's like 150 bucks. Um, to the patient. And, um, and if they have a hard time finding a doctor that'll test them, then they can reach out to me. Um, cause we do work with people distance, you know, and, um, anyway, so you test it and it's very difficult to get rid of. Um, typically they do what's called a bag spray, which what, what I really don't like about the bag spray is that it has gentamicin in it, which is ototoxic. And it's just, you, you do not ever want to put gentamicin in your body, you know, cause it's just so toxic to your inner ear. Um, I don't even know why that's still on the market to be wow, honest with you. I am just like having a surreal moment. I had chronic sinusitis as a child and as a teenager, and they gave me amoxicillin or amoxicillin and gentamicin. That might and I be, have ringing in my right that's ear. That's what I, it I is. Have severe tinnitus. Yeah, in that's my right it. Ear. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. See, these are the things that people don't talk about, and the pharmaceutical company has even tried to patent melatonin, <laughs> mm -hmm. which you talk about in your book, and they weren't able to. So the ways that that sinus impact our body, our health, our life, it's tremendous. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely tremendous. And I feel like I really have to lean more into the education of the sinuses and sinus mm -hmm. care and sinus health, mm -hmm. honestly, because I was even talking to Dr. Ben Lynch about this and he had a friend that had mold yeah. um, and, and he had fungus, a mm -hmm. severe fungus infection mm -hmm. in the oh, sinuses. Yeah. yeah. And so, think about that. You talk to a cocaine user, right? They're going to, and you ask them, what's the quickest route to the brain? It's through the nose, yeah, right? So if you have stuff growing in your sinuses, you can just imagine how neurologically that's gonna f show up. So you wanna talk about, you know, issues with with the, the physical body and dealing with consciousness and happiness and all of that, you know, that, the, that really makes a great argument for people to really start paying more attention to their sinuses for sure. So when you get in there and you work with patients for the first 30 days, what do you typically hear from as far as feedback when they're going through the 30 day period of sinus care and what does it look like? Cause you started and I kind of pulled you away from it, Yeah, <laughs> but, but you started with the actual wash and then giving them the glutostat. Where else do they go in that first 30 days as far as sinus care? Yeah. So, well, the, so the, the neti pot or any irrigation, and then you would put the glutostat in there cause you want to leave that medicine, you know, it's basically all essential oils, mm. you know, it's got mm. some glutathione, NAC, you know, um, and some various terpenes, but, um, but so, and I'll usually have people dose that four times a day, you know, and you can just take it with you, throw it in your pocket, you know, a couple sprays each side, you know, three, four times a day mm -hmm. for, for a month. It's that simple. Great. And that's the care protocol really for the sinuses. Now, if people have more of a challenge with like lung or if it's deeper in the sinuses, so your nasal passage and your sinus are separate, right? So the nasal passages, 
you know, from the nose to the throat. But then your sinuses are off branches up into the bones of the skull. And so they're harder to get to. And so nebulizing, um, nebulizing is where a machine puts a liquid into a fine mist, and then you can breathe that in. And so um, glutostat comes in a like a dropper bottle that can, you know, a lot of healthcare practitioners will have their patients put that in a nebulizer. Mm. And that accesses the lungs a lot better and you can get into the sinuses better. So on more difficult cases, you know, we, we'll see patients do both daily. How do you, how do you operate in the world? And for people that don't know the, the rules and regulations when it comes to like Western medicine, insurance companies, big pharma, I mean, the, the connection is pretty, pretty entangled, pretty, pretty severe actually. Unholy. Pretty unholy too. How do you, how do you operate as a, as a naturopath in Florida to where you're covered? Essentially, nobody's going to come after you. How do you operate? in a safe way yeah. as a physician like that. Well, you know, I don't know if it's possible to be completely safe. You right, know? I right. mean, they're pretty... Safety is kind of an illusion anyways. Right, exactly. But how, how do you cover your bases the best you can and give people the healing? I mean, it breaks my heart that like the ways that you serve mm-hmm. are so pushed against mm-hmm. by the mainstream medical industry. It's just like, it doesn't have to be this way. Well, it's a, so it's business. If, if anybody has been in business, they realize that a consumable item is going to be a lot better to sell than something that you buy one of. You know, if you buy like a garbage disposal, you know, I mean, if you're in the business and you're selling garbage disposal, as soon as the houses all have a garbage disposal, you're, you you do not have any business going on, right. Versus toilet paper, you know, you've got a consumable people keep coming back for. Yeah. So when it takes a billion dollars to take a molecule for one indication, right. For one indication, one molecule to market, um, companies really think hard about what types of indications they're going to be looking at and what that medicine's doing. So a medicine that's a cure is not as attractive. And the ones that are curative, you know, there's some gene modifying uh, drugs that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's mm. one that I think is like one point something million. Is that the CRISPR technology? The gene editing it, it, technology? Yeah. 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 Some of those. Yeah. So it's so powerful because like, I feel, I don't know if you consider yourself to be a futurist, uh-huh. but I feel like I'm on the fence where I don't think I'm ever going to get the neural lace. I'm never going to be like the transhumanism with the wires in my body or anything else, but I'm totally open to being Matt Damon in that movie where they healed his leg. Like I'm completely open to that existing in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you see, when you look ahead, what stokes you the most, what gets you most excited about um, rejuvenation, alternative medicine, naturopathic care, like what are you really excited about, but yet it hasn't come online just yet? Like what's the future looking like for your industry? Well, I can tell you like a lot of people are like really on this gene bandwagon. Like, I don't even notice that, but people like they're testing your genes and then they come up with a whole plan. You know, I'm kind of wanting to go a little further upstream than that. To me, that's more of a downstream kind of branches and leaves type of thing where metabolic medicine, I think, is the future. Like our ability to be more resilient at a mitochondrial level, you know, more efficient at making energy, um, I think is really at the at the core because the body's a self-healing, self-regulating machine. I mean, it, it has the wisdom to heal itself. It just needs the, it runs out of gas. It just needs Mm. the energy to do Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, uh, as a chiropractor, you know, we, we were, we were really taught 
very vigorously that, you know, the innate intelligence of the body has that wisdom, right? And if we removed what's called subluxations in the vertebral column, that the nerves could then have their their connection with all the cells and that connection with the brain and the nervous through the nervous system being the master system allowed for innate intelligence to flow to those cells, right? And it's it's not that I don't see that as a really valid argument and a valid way of looking at healthcare, but I think it's also a very um, kind of limited way of looking at health, right? And see, a lot of chiropractors I've met, and it's no diss to chiropractic because I think it has radical efficacy, but sometimes when I talk to chiropractors, it's it's really myopic, Mm-hmm. It's like chiropractic is all you need. Well, so, but take that, take that same argument and think about the innate intelligence within the cell and the ability to make energy, right? And it's that energy that is going to fuel the intelligence, right? So if the intelligence doesn't have the fuel, it can't express itself, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you could have that same chiropractic philosophy, which is the same philosophy acupuncture has. It's the same philosophy that um, osteopathic medicine, which would be a lot used to be a lot like chiropractic, um, used to have. And so a lot of these very holistic practices, you know, they have that same philosophy that the body is self-healing, self-regulating. And so um, I think that you can really boil this down to a more core concept of you know, cellular energy. And so structure absolutely matters. You know, structure matters. Chemistry matters. Mm-hmm. It all matters. You got to look at it all. And But there's going to be some lower lying fruit for people because people are busy, right? You're not going to ask them to be basically dr- quit their job and they got to do all <laughs> yeah. these things to Make stay their healthy. Health. <laughs> That's sometimes people write in, they're like, I literally don't have time to do a four hour morning protocol and then go through all this supplementation regime. Like I have a life, I have kids, I have things to do. So like, we have to meet people where they actually are and give them something practical to give them some traction. And 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 that's where, so we didn't really get into methylene blue yet, but I think it's time. Let's go methylene blue. And and I don't know if I I showed you the the lozenges. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a blue tongue. I don't know yeah, if you can no, see the it other way. There. Go the other way. The out there it okay, is. Okay, it's there. <laughs> um, and I and I don't know too much of the science. I'm just test piloting something. Uh-huh. But you also engage in this with uh, with advanced rejuvenation in your business. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I just want to get clear. Mitozen is the supplementation company, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's underneath your parent company, or is that the company itself? Oh, it's a completely separate, completely entity. separate company. Yeah. Okay. So with Mitozen and, and with this with the blue, mm-hmm. why is the blue so magic? Like, what exactly is it? So um, it's a salt, and it was discovered in the late 1800s as an industrial dye, right? And so people thinking like, my gosh, why would I want to put an industrial dye in my body, right? Because it's this brilliant blue color, right? Yes. But you know, it's it's simply a molecule, right? That was brilliantly blue, and it happens to be a good dye. So they were starting to look at need, the need to dye um, uh, different microbes to look at to like. So there was a parasite that would carry the um, the um, 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 uh, malaria, right? So this parasite, they they dyed it, and they wanted to experiment to see like ways that they could kill this parasite. But then they gave the methylene blue, and they found that it stained the parasite, but it killed the parasite. Hmm. And so that was so the first um, FDA drug ever approved, ever was methylene blue. What year was that? 
19 something wow. like 1910 or something like that and it was that's for wild. malaria that's right? wild and so today methylene blue is still the best anti-malarial drug on the market however a lot of people because it turns your urine blue um, so they started to give methylene blue orally to all the soldiers in World War II around the you know the the, the Pacific coast right because they were it was high risk from malaria and so they knew these soldiers were taking the methylene blue because their urine would be blue mm. and they used to say you know you're so patriotic like I even pee blue right <laughs> <laughs> but they, but a lot of the soldiers they didn't like it and a lot of people that took it didn't like that and so there was a big thrust to try and find out how they can like change the molecule so that you didn't pee blue and so hydroxy, hydroxychloroquine was an offshoot of that research. So it's mm. actually methylene blue is the parent um, drug of hydroxychloroquine. And that's one of the reasons that hydroxychloroquine actually um, can have some nice antiviral efficacy, but methylene blue is much better. <laughs> the, some of the studies on um, antiviral capacities of methylene blue, um, particularly when it's combined with certain wavelengths of laser are uh, among the best I've seen. Does the dosage matter? In other words, just like we talk about five to 10 milligrams of melatonin, you said 98% doesn't get absorbed. With, with methylene blue, suppository seems like another path if you're dealing with a chronic Well, condition. methylene blue is very well absorbed orally. It is. Yeah. However, you want it to absorb slow. So then, so you still have the, the benefit of a methylene blue suppository, if you don't mind your toilet turning blue, of course, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's ways that we figured out around that. Um, but yes, we, we did launch the Lumitol Blue, which is a 60 milligram methylene blue suppository. And we're, we're, we're seeing that really have some great effects at raising the um, methylene blue effects. So you don't want, you don't want to spike, um, the methylene blue. So it's safe to be at about 10 milligrams per kilogram of body weight over a 24 hour period of time, no problem. However, you wouldn't want to give all of that at once because there can be some complications. Mm. And the other thing that people want to um, consider about methylene blue is that it can have some interactions with SSRIs. So if you're on antidepressants, um, MAO inhibitors or, or so forth, you want to make sure you definitely talk to your doctor and really look at um, safety aspects of using methylene blue. But for the most part, it's extremely safe and well-tolerated. It seems like the NAD, the methylene blue, the melatonin, these are all things that people can do on the regular. And the affordability of these versus going to like your insurance company, people pay thousands of dollars a month mm -hmm. for just medical insurance. Oh, yeah. As if it's some get out of jail free card. Yeah. It's wild, man. Well, and it doesn't cover what you probably want to or get need. Like I know <laughs> yeah. for me, like I'm They're you probably know, not gonna my world my world and the average person's <laughs> world as far as like what I would be willing to subject my body to yeah. um is radically different. Like a lot of people like I look at like most medical procedures is pretty barbaric. Like I, I just wouldn't, you wouldn't find me going to a general practitioner and going through the regular, you know, emergency medicine's a whole different deal. Yeah. Right? I get a heart attack. I want to go to the hospital, but if I have a chronic disease, <clears throat> I'm certainly not signing up for going on X, Y, Z, 10, 12 different medications for the next rest of my life because it's not treating the problem. You're just basically keeping 
the body in a chronic state of disease, which kind of circles us back to the whole business aspect. Mm -hmm. If companies are driven to come up with solutions for you that keep you in a chronic state of disease, they're not motivated to find solutions that are curative because they lose the patient. Mm -hmm. they, they, they make a sale or a few sales and then there's no more sales to do. So they have to recoup that billion dollars. So there's a lot of amazing drugs that are being shelved. I mean, I can talk to you about like, like Loronlamab, right? I mean, this drug proved that they could pull people off ventilators. 86% of the people given this monoclonal antibody that has virtually no side effects, that was given thousands of doses to HIV patients, saved Charlie Sheen's life. They did studies on severe to critical COVID. 86% of the people were coming off the ventilators and the FDA basically just shut... It's just a crime. There's some criminal shit going on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I have no qualms about talking about it or publishing it. Like we've had a few strikes on different social media platforms mm -hmm. already. But I will say like, if you guys are really interested in just the potent science of what you're talking about, mm -hmm. go to wellnessforce.com forward slash 345. It was our original interview in uh in 2020 actually mm -hmm. with dr zach bush yeah and he broke down hydroxychloroquine right. and different viral antiviral properties yeah. so if you could wave a magic wand like just for a moment let's just play if you could wave a wand and you could literally give people the kind of health that they deserve what are the building blocks of how you do that hmm well, it would be multifactorial. You know, I, there would be some really important bullet points that I think would be important to pay attention to. You know, breathing, n you know, nasal breathing, sleeping, mm -hmm. right? Um, supporting your parasympathetic nervous system, um, proper nutrition, you know, exercise. You know, these are some basic things, you know, that I think are important. Sinus hygiene, we covered a lot of these things. And then if you really want to dive in and really take care of yourself. This is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Then you want to start looking at things that are going to really hack that mitochondria. And that's where you start getting into melatonin. You start getting into methylene blue. You start getting into NAD. We really didn't have a lot uh, of time to get to dive into that, but um, we can cover NAD a little bit. I think we've had some people mention it on the show, and mm -hmm. and like like I've heard from you and others, taking NAD in a capsule form really doesn't do much because mm -mm. you're pretty much wasting it. Yeah. So the NAD it's it's like the precursor to the the mitochondria, right? It's it's a well, it's a it's a rate block. limiting substance that we lose with stress, disease. Um, lack of sleep, um, alcohol really depletes it. So there's a, lot, a number of stressors that really deplete it. And just having birthdays, getting older, mm. depletes NAD naturally. <laughs> That's a cool way to say it, just having birthdays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have birthdays? You need NAD. You need NAD, yeah. <laughs> if you have birthdays. <laughs> so they found by um, supplementing with NAD or various precursors like nicotinamide riboside, um, yeah, nicotinamide riboside or nicotinamide mononucleotide. So NR, NMN, and then of course NAD stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. All right. So You've said that a few times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, the, these, are all, these are all ways that you can boost this NAD. So they found that if you have 
um, high NAD levels and you maintain them and you supplement with it, that they've been able to extend the life of various laboratory animals. So there's a lot of excitement behind it. Mm. And it seems to also um, assist in mitochondrial function pretty pretty important aspect of it. So it's like rate limiting. So your mitochondria needs NAD to make ATP to, for, the, for it to move electrons. So it's rate limiting. So if you don't have enough, you just can't do that. You can't function unless you take methylene blue. Methylene blue like bypasses all that. And it turns your mitochondria into like some superconductor Tesla coil. Wow. Okay. Methylene blue, NAD plus, or is it just NAD? What's the difference? Is there a difference NAD there? plus. Is, NAD plus. Yeah. What is the plus? What does that mean? Um, it's the charge. The um, That's a good question. The charge of the NAD one itself? Of, one of the molecules is like the hydrogen uh, charge. Okay. And then obviously the melatonin, which, okay, I'm totally going to do this. By the time this show comes out, um, I will do the suppository. I will let everybody know how it is. Mm -hmm. I think I was feeling like maybe I'll just cut to this for anybody that's feeling something similar. I, I feel a little groggy when I take the five milligram melatonin. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to see how I'll feel mm. when I do the suppository because I am definitely in a place where I need lots and lots of glymphatic clearing mm -hmm. and lots of deep sleep. I have I have um, worked with a lot of people that had that same um, that same effect with a very low amount of um, melatonin. Now it's possible because you think about homeopathy, right? It's mm -hmm. like such a small amount. Like there could be like a homeopathic aspect to that, right? It's not even the amount of melatonin getting into the brain that it's even making a difference. Right, it's 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 kind of hard for for us to know for sure, but um, my experience has been that there's um, patients that take some of my patients that take they they switch to the really high dose, and they find that that it works really well for them. They wake up feeling really refreshed, and they're Great. able to again tolerate a lot more stress without it having the negative effects. Okay, well, we're gonna build like the ultimate pack on this page that has mm -hmm. the melatonin, the NAD plus, the methylene blue, because it's so important for us that are stressed, including me. I have a son and I'm not sleeping that well right now. Mm -hmm. And then I'm interested <laughs> to get my partner, Carrie, to have the same thing. Um, we covered a lot of ground, man. And I know you've done a lot of podcasts in the past year or so specifically. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like you've been on a really great educational tour. You've been teaching people about these things that really aren't talked about that much. Mm -mm. We've talked about your book and people can find that at the store page, but out of all the interviews you've done and just conversations you've had with friends lately, what's something that bubbles up in your heart about what you do that you really want to express? In other words, what keeps you going? What fuels you to keep doing this? And, and what are you excited about when you kind of peer over the horizon? Mm. Wow. Good question. Deep, deep. Um, yeah. So the depth of um, this human experience, you know, and just and just getting deeper into uh, just knowing myself, uh, which is all of us, right? And just that spiritual journey, which it, it's really taking that direction for me personally. You know, there's the, of course, you know, there's Doctor John, the healer, and blah blah blah, blah but then there's this this internal journey that is really much more rich and it really matters more than anything else. And I feel like the the Dr. John journey has allowed me to meet amazing people like you and and other amazing beings and opened a lot of doors that wouldn't otherwise be there. 
And so I'd like to continue that journey and just keep on opening those doors and exploring what those have to offer. To see what's out there. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we see what's out there, we see what's in here. Yeah. We see what's the, out there, see what's in there. It goes the both ways, thing. right? Yeah. And, and, and somebody that is experiencing this conversation, it's for them too. You know, mm-hmm. no matter if they're an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, a mom, a dad, like whoever we are, don't you feel like all of this is just bringing us back home, which is to death. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've had to meet death multiple times and we were sitting at dinner and we were talking to, I was talking to Luke about this and he was like, you know, if you go to Bufo and you actually meet God and you have a conversation with God, you'll know that you actually are made and you are God yourself. You're not, you're not the creator of all things, but you were made by the creator of all things. Mm-hmm. You're and a piece so, of it. And so therefore, mm-hmm. and I'm not advocating that people run out and do Bufo. I think it's much more beneficial that people take care of the conduit first with all the tools from uh, mm-hmm. MitoZen and from advanced rejuvenation. Like, let's do that first. Mm-hmm. Then do your breath work. Then do the Vipassana meditations. Then do your vision quests then go to a plant medicine ceremony. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people should sprint to a plant medicine ceremony, but when you've gone to these ceremonies and when you've met yourself and when you've met God, like what have you actually found you yourself? A peace, just a, a quiet, you know, stillness, uh, the gap, I call it, you know, there's a, there's a gap where, you know, the ego is no longer, you know, and that's really, you know, I've had a, an experience with with Bufo as well, and and that's just such a dramatic uh, effect in that in that set in that setting, right? Where you literally, like, you do not exist anymore. It's just your awareness, and um, it's a little frightening going into that experience, like when the ego really just drops, you know. But but the more you circle back on this with you know without medicine, so medicine for me is just a signpost, right? It's like this is what's this is what's this the reality of of everything. This is what's behind the curtains, and then from there you start to explore it and cultivate it naturally on your own. And so expanding that gap and getting into those those states where there's no self, right? The the emptiness that the Buddhists talk about. You know, that's, that's what keeps expanding and growing for me. Mm. Have you ever gone too far in a journey or have you ever gone beyond your edge? Well, it, it never turned out to be that way, but of course there's, there's times where you feel like that's happening. Yeah. Right. And whenever that type of experience has happened for me, um, I, I just try to make it bigger. You know, it's something scary comes up, you feel like you're too far, you're going to, you're going to lose yourself. I think that's the biggest is that you are going to be annihilated. Right. And, and this is one of the things that I've come to terms with, um, with my own self is that the ultimate fear that I've been holding on to is the fear of annihilation that I would no longer be. Right. And that is almost driving every aspect of, you know, a lot of the, um, mental, emotional challenges that I've had wow. my whole life. You and all the buildings that are in downtown Austin and in major cities across the world, all those buildings I feel like were built because of a father wound or a fear of death. Yeah. If you really break yeah. it down to the bottom of, yeah. of everything. Yeah. Do you find that's the case when you get a multi-million dollar CEO in your office and he or she is like, yeah, I have all this money, but like I'm broken. Mm-hmm. You know, do you direct them to the medicine path sometimes? Oh yeah. Well, we do ketamine in our clinic. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> but ketamine 
is different. Like ketamine, I did ketamine at Field Trip Health in Houston. Uh-huh. And it was like so different than the earth essence that I feel from like an ayahuasca or mm-hmm. a psilocybin. It was very different. It's very powerful. I spent most of my session crying and thanking God and being grateful for just being alive. That was my ketamine session. Yeah. So it's it's a medicine. You know, is it the best psychedelic medicine? No. You know, but it is legal and it's something that we can do in the clinic and we can address the mental, emotional, spiritual aspect of health and healing. That is driving the, the disease in the first place. And, and and you know what? Psilocybin and MDMA are not far away, you know, and we're we're yeah. ready to to integrate those into our protocols once they're available. When do you feel intuitively that those will come online? Uh your guess would be as good as mine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way to really tell. No, a year or two, okay, maybe. One of the things that I, we have a lot of people that have done journeys or that have come on the show that are involved in the esoteric arts or they've gone to different realms and they've been to different dimensions. Like even our three-part series with Paul Check, I'm like, it was just like five, six hours of just the most insane wisdom I've ever experienced. And even just in talking with you, I'm reminded that, we're all still figuring this out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, we're doing our best to figure it out. Nobody's got it down perfect yet, mm-hmm. but we do need mentors. We need mentors. We need guides. We need people that are truly wise that can help us along the way. And I consider you to be one of those people. Mm, thank so you. it's been a total honor to chat with you today. And I know this is one of many, this is just one podcast that mm. we're doing. It was exciting because I, I've never, I've never had so many conversations with someone and uh, touch the essence of, of what they're doing for the world, you know, consuming their products, doing their thing. This was really unique. And um, so it makes me a better person. Mm. It makes me connect with my woman in a better way through the meditation mist. So dude, thank you. Really yeah. appreciate you, thank you. Thank tremendously. You. Thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's been incredible. And as we say goodbye, you know, this mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and even financial, I used to think wellness was a cube, and now I think wellness is a pentagon because we need to add in financial intelligence. Mm-hmm. But in that pentagon or in that cube, how does Dr. John Laurence actually define wellness? Like if you had to, to be on a stage and, and tell a stadium of 50,000 people, you know, hey, I, this is what's really important for you to know about being well, mm-hmm. about, ha- about having well-being. Yeah. How would you define wellness to them? Well, you know, I think it would be different with a lot of different situations. You know, you've got people starving in, you know, Africa that wellness might be a lot different than an executive in Manhattan that is looking at wellness, right? So um, balance, you know, one word, you know, it it all comes down to balance, you know, and when you start to throw things out of balance, whether it's the chemistry, the structure, the, the sympathetics, the parasympathetics, you know, the stress in your life versus the resting and like enjoying and laughing and, you know, all of these things really matter. And I feel like it's the balancing too. Because when I'm balanced, it's not like another day goes by where I remind myself to get balanced again. And mm-hmm. I really love that too, because that is the ultimate goal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For us to not feel burdened. Mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. and out of balance. Yeah. But it feels like to me, at least, I don't know how you feel. It feels like a moving target. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, well, yeah. Cause we're in a, in a world that's moving, you know, and yeah. a life that's moving, it's changing and it's going to be different moment to moment. Yeah. 
We've had some great moments today. Tell mm. people where they can learn about you. Where do they get involved? Yeah, so mitozen.com uh, is where you can find you know Sandman and Glutostat and all the different supplements. And then our clinic is advancedrejuvenation.us, and we're in Sarasota, Florida. Um, and then I have an educational website, um, um, ultimatecellularreset.com, and we have a YouTube channel named the same. Excellent. And and where do you put out? Like I, in preparation for our interview, I noticed that you're every like you're doing a lot of interviews. But you yourself, do you ever put out education for the public, or are you more about educating practitioners and health and health uh, teachers yourself? Yeah, yeah. So we did a training here in Austin yesterday, you know, for a oh. bunch of practitioners, and it went really, really well. You know, mm -hmm. we had a lot of medical doctors and DOs and you know holistic practitioners um, that were in attendance, and the response was just overwhelming. And so I see there's just a huge desire to learn, you know, these metabolic medicine ideas. And um, so we're going to, we're going to start, you know, if you're a healthcare practitioner, you know, definitely reach out to us. Cool. Um, we, we'd like to help you integrate some of these concepts into your practice. Um, the code is wellness force. And I would actually recommend everybody start with the meditation mist. So do the meditation mist first and it's wellnessforce.com forward slash mitozen. The code is wellness force. Thank you for the discount code and You're thank welcome. you for being a, a trusted friend and somebody that, you know, I really can see walks his talk and, and embodies his teaching. So mm. it's been a pleasure Thanks. to have you on the show. Yeah, brother. Dr. John, All right. and we'll do it again. Josh. Until we do, John and I are both wishing everyone love and wellness. We'll talk to you soon. All right. This podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Organifi, the creators of the Organifi Gold, my number one turmeric, lemon balm, and superfood adaptogen bombshell that, trust me, will make you sleep like a baby. I know this because I use it on the regular. Not only is this one of my top sleep supplements I use personally, but also it helps my nervous system and my stomach calm down at the end of the day and the evenings especially if I've had a stressful day. I know you have those too because you're human. <laughs> and because we're human, the best thing to do is take loving care of the human body, starting with quality sleep, not just quantity. This is gonna allow you to have the highest quality of life possible. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give this superfood adaptogen powder, the Organifi Gold, a test drive for a special deal over at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Pick up a 30-day supply, give it a test drive. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but no one's ever done that, <laughs> as far as I've heard. 20% off is the biggest discount you'll find over the entire internet. We're grandfathered in. These savings are for you. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce. Share this with your friends, your family, and anyone who wants to drink the gold and sleep well. Thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group 
over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group, and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.